The faster you say it, the less it sounds like English. Okay, now we're live. Well, I trust that Mo now knows because when I was a kid, there was an athlete. Okay. And he was a multi-sport athlete. And one of my favorite guys at the time. Mm -hmm. Play anything. Play okay. professional level football and baseball. You imagine that being the highest level two sports? Football and baseball. You'd be at, a, be at the highest level two different sports. Hmm. This guy's name was not Mo. Okay, what was his name? His name was Bo. Bo. And his tagline was Bo Knows. That's nice. So I feel like I you like should take that. that. You should be like Mo Knows. Uh, he copyrighted that one. No, but you changed it because you're Mo, right, you're not right, Bo. Right. So. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Look what I'm working with today over here. Look at what I'm working with. Will, I'm still not seeing it here. We are live. Okay. Oh, we're live, Mo. Come on. See, you're just having trouble finding you're it. You're right. Yeah. And this is what ends up happening. That these streams, man, it doesn't go. It's not like it's a new, it's a fresh link. It's not super smooth. It's a fresh link every time. Yeah. Go sort it out. Find it. Listen, man. The world. It's such a complicated place. You know, sometimes I would be driving on the on the highway. You ever been on the highway before, Mo? I have. You'd be on the highway. Every day. You'd be on the highway and you look around. Every so often you glance inside another person's window. Yeah. <laughs> and you just kind of check them out a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Picture their life for a second. You're a yeah. person, aren't you? Yeah. And you look to your other side, you see the same thing over there. Yeah. You look in front, you look behind his cars as far as you can see. And you realize that the only way that this thing works at all is if everyone agrees not to kill each other. <laughs> you mean the highway? Yes, yeah. the highway. If everyone agrees, oh damn, this is a dangerous uh, vehicle and well. I'm going to be cognizant of that and relatively careful about how I maneuver it and, and what I do with it. Because mm -hmm. you're driving a weapon. That's a ton of a weapon. It's just all the people. I'm saying all the people. Yeah. I'm saying somebody who's looking at their phone. I'm talking about somebody who's uh, talking. I'm talking about somebody who's putting mascara on. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about... Jamming out. Somebody who eat, who's eating a sandwich. Mm -hmm. Some girls put their makeup on. That's what I said. Oh, you said that? Oh, I missed it. said mascara. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I'm and, sorry. And the only reason it works is because everybody keeps it together just enough for it to work. Right on that thread, right on that line. And every so often, something bursts out. And every so often, stuff doesn't go according to plan. But how many people does it take to screw up the entire highway? One. One person. Yeah. And we have so many systems like that in the world. Most of the time, we all choose to get along, and we, we do really amazing things collectively. Mm -hmm. And then other times, you're going to have one person. Just ruining it for everybody else. One person. By the way, this can go in either direction. You, what, could, what you, you Well, you could have one person that changes things in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Like, that's another cool thing about being a human, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You have some agency over the direction of this whole thing. You have people who, you know, trendsetters, Mo. Like? 
Well, there's been a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, it depends whatever your flavor is. It could be uh, your favorite athlete. It could be an entrepreneur. It could be a, it could be a politician even. Politician does something good, you know. It's happened. It had a... And then sometimes it goes the other way, Mo. Sometimes it goes the other way. War's a really weird one because you know, I was looking at that map of Europe. I'm a, I like geography. Mm-hmm. I was looking at that map of Europe, man. And you know, they had those videos, those time lapse videos on YouTube where they show those lines getting redrawn about a thousand times from mm-hmm. from like year 100 yeah. to now, and how the different kingdoms had different boundaries and so this forth. Is mine. Yeah. It's so much crossover and there's so much history there that we we can look at it from over here. You know, you're you're in Canada. Yeah. We can look at it as an observer from a distance and feel like those lines are concrete and stable, almost like mm-hmm. walls when you look at it on a map. Mm-hmm. You come to realize like this whole thing with with them. There's a crossover. There's a crossover. Mm-hmm. Ukraine, as we know it, in terms of vast history, as we know it, I'm saying, is a relatively recent thing. Mm-hmm. As we know it. Ukrainian pre- people, not so much. People moved around through these regions. Kingdoms. Ethnicities, you want to call it that. Even if you look at the demographics of Ukraine right now, you got 20% people identify as Russian. Mm-hmm. That's not exclusive to this region, by the way. No. Any any old enough region. Twenty percent. I didn't know it was that high of a number. Actually. It might be twenty percent. That's crazy. Look at the Wikipedia. And there's a lot of history there, you know. The religion gets involved as well. Um. So watching something last night about this Orthodox. This orthodox type of religion they have over there that it sort of crosses that boundary as well. Some of the origin inside of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like Putin recently did a replica of one of the statues of one of these prominent figures from that religion that or was originally in Ki- uh, Kiev and then he replicated it in Moscow. Like this was like a couple years ago. And then, of course, you had a Crimea thing. 2014 they they mean they got kicked out of the g8 but then they were like okay we don't care mm-hmm. they, they, they annexed it annexed it you know what that means annex i don't know the definition but no I it's part of russia now yeah. they just walked over there right there after troops entered crimea a controversial referendum was held on the 16th march 2014 the official result was 97 percent wish to join with russia you know there's an effect of power and influence you get in there, Mo. Guy like you, you start flexing. People are like, I don't. Um, know. I'm with him. Like, Who that guy? You're talking about the guy with all the guns. What did you say, Bo knows? You're talking about the guy with all the guns. I vote with that guy. Mo has all the guns. Hey man, stop hey. singling me out, right? On my little ballot, I vote for that guy. You know, I gotta give a lot of props to anybody who's in disagreement with this right now. That's out there in Russia, and 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 they're trying to protest or something. Ooh. Brave. That's very brave. Yeehaw. Oh, man. Oh, baby. That's another one. I even saw a guy reporting from that airport. You know, 
they took that airport. I'm sure you guys saw this clip. Uh, it was these helicopters coming in near Chernobyl because they took the power plant too. And when they got in there, you got a, you got press on the ground. I'm not even talking about just regular people yeah. holding up cameras. There's press on the ground. Guys like, hey, I'm here from CNN. You got a bulletproof vest on. Holy! Wow. How about that for a day job? He's like, you see right over there, those are Russian troops. Russian troops on the ground here now in, in Ukraine. <laughs> My wife is from Poland. And they got a long history with Russia as well. And actually, her mom basically living there right now. Hmm. And she's been talking back and forth with her. Poland is not Ukraine, but there's a lot of similarities and somewhat similar history with Russia. Somewhat similar history, uh, Soviet Union, um, post-World War II. That's how old they are. And she was saying already, in Poland, no ATMs, no gas, instantly. No, really? No money. Everything's frozen. Whoa. The pain of war is not... The, like to the two parties. It's not just the hottest clip either. Yeah. It's not like, oh, well, that's getting bombed. Well, like the people are okay. Well, like it's about forty deaths. Mm -hmm. No, the panic. You can't. It's the infrastructure. Wait, but 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 also the the human cost is when panic is widespread. Nobody can live healthy in a state of panic. Mm -hmm. Sustained panic, and there's a certain way of life that you're used to. Like I don't know. Walk into a grocery store, going to an ATM, or having fuel, or even hopping on a train or a plane or something like this. That where, when if these things are in any way disrupted, there's a multiplier effect on panic. As you find yourself in the same situation, you feel isolated. You look around and recognize how helpless you are. Yeah. There's a type of despair that sets in prior to any type of physical pain mean you could imagine trying to have a business i mean the uncertainty the scope of the uncertainty is so enormous yeah. and i'm talking about a glance from somebody who's across the next border in poland now i gotta be honest not to be radical here but i found an account on twitter uh -oh. that was tracking um american bombers in the airspace in and around Eastern Europe. Oh, okay. Similar to our guy who was tracking the Elon Musk. Elon Jet. Elon Jet. Similar. This stuff's all available. You can pick up that those signals. Even military planes. And uh this guy has spotted a big enough, capable enough bomber. To hold all types of explosives, all types of bombs in it. Make a huge impact. We could say that. Mm -hmm. We could say, we, could, we don't even want to say the word. Talk about a big, big bomb. Yeah. Big enough to carry a big bomb and close enough distance to Moscow to drop a big bomb. I'm talking in airspace Ooh. in Eastern Europe, in, in ally zones. And let me tell you something, Putin knows that too. Yeah. If it's on Twitter, he knows it too. 
You imagine the thin line you're walking on as you send the helicopters, as you send the tanks, and you got the intel that the nuke loaded bombers are in the air. Yeah, just hovering. <sighs> uncertain times that's a pretty flimsy tightrope to be walking on thin you know per capita or there, there's poor people in russia i don't even know that mm -hmm. when we talk about gdp so there's, a, there's a lot of people where doesn't the money is not distributed all that well yeah um average uh, gdp in, in russia like ten thousand bucks that's if you distributed it completely equally. Yeah. But you got plenty of billionaires in Russia. Yeah. So it means you got a lot of people who make less than $10,000 a year. Now, obviously, it's a different place. And you and everything can't be really compared one-to-one. -one. And there's, there's a certain degree of media control as well. Right? Government-funded media, things like that. And you're not sure what messages are getting through. And you wonder about social media. And you wonder about if social media gets shut down. There? Like, the new kind of information warfare thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, who to, and what to believe. It's like one thing for us to be on here live. We talk with you and whoever can even load this up. Mm -hmm. Like, anybody from Russia or Ukraine watching this right now? I, uh, I try to interact and ask said that there was one guy who had hundreds of uh, workers there in Ukraine. There you go. Um, here's another one for you. Ukraine supplies between 40 and 50% of all wheat in Europe. All wheat products. Really? Talk about pain, distributed pain. You think anybody's yeah. producing wheat right now? I'm not trying to get the hell out. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah, check out this map here. <laughs> what is this? Of all the flights, just avoiding, wow. Airspace. Ukraine is right here. Yeah. Yep. Fully stated. Uh, they don't want to get shot down. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Obviously, but... Yeah. Man, you can kind of see, like, it's just a dead zone. Yeah, very much. It's... It's such a perfect circle around it. You can mm -hmm. see all the other planes. Yeah, Belarus as well. Well, that's a thing, right? When, when, when I saw the bombs hitting uh, the capital city mm -hmm. and just looking at the maps, I'm like, oh, so we're launching attacks from Belarus as well, not just Russia. Oh, really? That's right. Oh, I didn't know this. But Belarus is very tightly connected to Russia. Uh-huh. And obviously you'd have military components and pieces in there but like you see the proximity from belarus to kiev there yeah Ky kiev they used to call it kiev they also used to call it the ukraine anyway you see that proximity right there yeah it's easy to launch a an offensive from that location i mean they were lined up all over they came from the south from crimea mm -hmm. it was all let me tell you something man you just go a little bit at a time you know chip away well you walk into crimea in 2014 not much happens mm -hmm. 
you have this referendum. Oh, okay. Not much happens. What kind of signal does that send? Oh, I mean, maybe people don't really get in, want to get involved. There's like a... You know Ukraine used to have the third biggest stockpile of nuclear warheads in the world. Yeah. Third biggest. Gave it back to Russia. And they were denuclearized. Uh, in collaboration with Russia and the U.S. who encouraged them to get rid of those nukes. And you know what they said? You, they said, don't worry, we got you. Not to worry about Russia. Get rid of, the, get rid of those nukes. Mm -hmm. We'll protect you. It's a funny thing about protection. It never feels the way you expect it to be. You know, it's like uh, if you're at, you're at high school and your brother says, if that guy messes with you, mm -hmm. I'm coming. Is that what Vin said? No, but I'm just saying it's a feel that's instant. That's like yeah. your pain is going to be limited and small. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a so much sensitivity and careful stepping with this stuff. And we're talking about sanctions and we're talking about the swift banking system. And we're talking about all these ways of doing things without meeting force with force because force with force leads to more force. Unlike the fist yeah. fight at school where eventually somebody knocked out or has ha had enough or something. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> While the principal would come in and just completely <laughs> halt. You talking, about Joe, you talking about Joe Biden, Will? <laughs> you talking about Joe Biden right now? Principal Joe Biden? Yeah, well, I mean, the schoolyard, the consequences are different. No one's trying to kill each other. Absolutely. And no one's trying to escalate things. There you go. Pentagon deploys 7,000 troops to Europe. Okay. Well, that's not a sanction. Where are they going to put them, though? Put Poland, probably. Yeah, see, they got to be looking to their allies, their military base. Well, Sean Penn is there, so. He's filming. Yeah. Well, did you see what Lex Friedman said? He's no. going. He's like, I'm going to go talk to Putin. That's insane. It's like, okay. What? Lex Friedman, the podcaster. He's... What? I also saw the founder of uh, Ethereum has something to say. Vitalik? He, Vitalik, not, not happy right now. This is the, the tweet from Lex Friedman, popular podcaster. I stayed up all night talking to people in Ukraine and Russia. In Ukraine and Russia. You're not supposed to say the Ukraine anymore. I'll publish Mark Zuckerberg podcast another day. He had a podcast with Mark Zuckerberg supposed to go out today. Imagine how weird that would be to post today. Yeah. It didn't make anything feel weird to post today. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I think we had an upload early in the morning, and I was just like, uh... It feels so weird. After I put it public, I was like, smartphones? Isn't it, isn't it amazing how some type of uh, event like this can bring into question your value system in so many ways, what you're worried about, what you care about? Anyway, so he, he's freezing the Zuckerberg podcast. He says, I will travel to Russia and Ukraine. I will speak to citizens and leaders, including Putin. War is pain. My words are useless. I'll, I send my love. It's all I have. That's his tweet. So, guy's going to Russia. Now, I know he's connected to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, and he's also very Russian. He's always on a podcast talking about, you know, his love of, of Russia. Like, mm -hmm. A few other people, people are waiting to hear what they have to say. Like, uh, Alexander Ovechkin, NHL player. Mm -hmm. One of the best of all time. Uh, Vitalik, he says, Ethereum is neutral, but I am not. 
And you got to look at his tweet prior to that. And you have to run a... Uh, and he's he's born in Russia. Actually raised around a corner here. Oh, really? Yeah, raised in, raised in Toronto. Oh, wow. You got to translate that. Click on the tweet, Will. And then translate. Very upset by Putin's decision to abandon the possibility of a peaceful solution to the dispute with Ukraine and to go to war instead. This is a crime against the Ukrainian and Russian people. I want to wish everyone security. Although I know that there will be no security. Glory to Ukraine. No no mincing words. No mincing words there. Uh, he wants to be clear. And uh, I don't know if you ever, I don't know if anybody's been following what happened in the stock market and the crypto market. Mm -hmm. I was warning Willie Do about that. He didn't care. No, I knew. He didn't care. He was prepared. Yeah. Really? Exit strategy, you know? So wait, what you, you you bought some gold or uh commodities? <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone's doing, right? Gold just hit a high, oil hit a high. Mm -hmm. Something about investing in oil just doesn't seem as fun, does it? Right. No. Tesla dipped for the first time. Yeah. Uh well, Elon's wealth went down. The Russian stock market crashed. Of course. Down forty percent mm. at a certain point. And that's, that's the that's crazy. the real story, is if the billionaires of Russia, if they look at the bottom line, yeah, and if this, the, if the thing with the SWIFT banking system really happens, so this is like an agreed upon international banking system for settlements, payments. Hey, I, I owe you for that natural gas. Mm -hmm. It's like a bigger version of your uh, hydro bill, Mo. A giant version. That's a right. Country size version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't be sending. There's no credit card for that. No. So you got the swift banking uh, system and they're saying if they freeze that one it's a wrap like no money's getting yeah. in and out from other countries yeah. but then they're saying you do that and guess what russia does they turn off the faucet to the natural gas mm. and uh to to europe who depends on it mm -hmm. germany mm -hmm. huge economies depend on that energy cheap energy and it's going to be pain again. Hey, so so many roads lead to pain, Mo. Yeah. So many roads lead to pain. It's definitely a scary time. Pain on the ground, pain in the air, pain in the water, pain in the crops. I wish we had something positive to say about this, but it was just a really Well, I will say, I will say unlike 19, I will say unlike 1939, social media exists. Right. And as much as there's going to be an aim to control the narrative, I know it's leaky now. Uh -huh. I'm telling you those oligarchs, I'm looking at you oligarch. I know you're going to get your access. You're still going to be using your uh, VPNs and stuff. They're going to, they want to know what the rest of the world is saying because the rest of the world is their customers. Mm -hmm. These are guys who have supported Putin along the way. Now I'm sure he probably got their go ahead on this, but it's all variable and dynamic. If all of a sudden, the wealth dips too hard and the losses are too big economically they may change their position yeah go back to them and say hey that wasn't as easy as we, we had hoped again the, the history over there now listen he was using words like nazi and stuff like that who putin oh right the denazification is what he said is the reason they were going in there. I'm talking, at least that's the translation from whatever the broadcast was. That was, that was what people were translating. 
president of Ukraine is Jewish. Oh, you're you're just goofing on his denazification yeah. comment. How can he be a Nazi? He claims there's like a faction in there. Um, apparently, this special mission is not to occupy Ukraine. Mo's not buying it. Yeah, I don't buy that. Apparently, it's not to occupy Ukraine, according to Putin's statements to the public. It's to chop off the head. He sees Ukraine as a threat. There's been stuff happening with NATO. Ukraine has continued to increasingly align itself with Europe for economic reason. Mm -hmm. Instead of Russia. But chopping off the head means what like getting the leadership to resign how do you chop off the head i mean that sounds pretty violent yeah you're talking about uh destroying killing assassinating the leadership and placing your own in how much maybe i don't know but they claim that's what the goal is here at least that's the again like the translation yeah. the translation man you really trust the translators at this point don't you Oh man, you get the wrong yeah. transmission. You get the wrong translation. Let me tell you something. You're a translator right now. You best be surgical with it. Yeah. You gotta you 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 rearrange the words. You you mince words. Well, you ever heard that before? Mincing words. Now it's not the time. Because people are ready to go. I think there's stories about this throughout history with warfare, where you would have like a morse code misinterpretation mm -hmm. uh one of my favorite documentaries fog of war has to do with the conflict with the u.s and uh, vietnam and they're talking about how so much of the fighting was miscommunication oh really miscommunication and then amplification right it's like the international equivalent of i'm going back to your high school now mm -hmm. like you but you said that, but no, I never did. Yeah. Who started it? He said the, mm -hmm. and then you put language in there. Mm -hmm. Broken so, telephone. It's like, man, we could have been friends. Yeah. And so one of the things was in, in Vietnam, at least what comes out in that documentary is, <clears throat> you had two opposing political systems, North, South. And the US was in there to support and further the cause of democracy and also their own personal interests of right. having bases in the in the area and allies in the area and things like this as the u.s has a history of doing and um many years after the war was over the secretary of defense from the united states ends up meeting up with his equivalent leader of north the north right. vietnamese yeah. And the guy's like, hey, we thought you were there to take us over. We thought that you were there to occupy us like the French had done in the past. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, we, 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 we were just trying to um, we were just trying to protect the South and their interests and let them be independent. Mm -hmm. Small miscommunication which or miscommunication i mean this is all in retrospect and who knows how much of it is true but this small that small difference of like no no, no we're protecting these guys are getting beat up by you guys right versus we're invading you and we're going to take everything you have yeah 
And you see how the language matters there when it comes to getting people oh, to when it comes to getting people to fight on your behalf. Because mm -hmm. those people, that was not an easy war. And you had those people ready to go, ready to die. I mean, he this dude yesterday or a couple of days ago on this show, he's talking about kamikaze pilots from Japan. You, mm -hmm. how, how do you motivate these armies? You plug into this type of language that like do it pride and, and protection and, and anxiety and fear and the message is key. Those Americans that come in to occupy you the same way the French have done in the past to take away your way of life. Yeah. You're willing to fight harder for that than, you know, they just want to protect the, the democracy to the South, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Again, like I'm obviously taking a very sophisticated documentary and breaking down one segment in the plainest terms possible. But yeah. I'm talking about the significance of communication in a situation like this. And how important it's going to be to keep those lines open, those lines of communication, like to get information into into and out of Russia and the Ukraine, however possible, like how important that is. Yeah. Thousands in Russia protest Putin's assault on Ukraine. Some chant no to war. Look at that photo, man. Scroll up. Look at Powerful. that photo. Look at that photo. Oh. So you got to be her, but you also got to be the person taking the photo. Uh, Alexander Nemanov willing to send that out to foreign press and get it published and, and you got your name on it. And he's in the thick of it. He's still there. Yeah. And she's taken away. <laughs> Damn. That's goosebumps right there. At least 705 people have been arrested today. The anti-war protests that have taken place in 40 Russian cities. The people don't want this, man. The people don't want this. Good for the people, though, for standing up. It's a risky move. It's very risky. People don't want it. It's danger everywhere you look. Oh, this is tough this to is watch. This is so hard to watch, man. These are human beings. Yeah. How else are the people supposed to let the world know what they actually think? Yeah. That's it right now. That's yeah. they can't. What are they gonna put a tweet? It's not gonna reach enough people. Yeah. I really want to know what the hell Lex is gonna do. He puts Putin on. Yeah. You can't really. You can't really put pressure on him. No. You know. Type of statements he's been freestyling some of those addresses to the people. I don't even watch any of these Putin. You see that clip when he had. When he had the uh, his right hand man, did you see that clip? And the guy was just rambling. Did I send you that clip? Um, might have. What should I search for? Um, bring it up. Yeah, you gotta look for. Is it on Twitter? Yeah, I mean it's probably on Twitter. I think the guy was the head of intelligence. I think you spelled you spelled you got an yeah, G in there. Mm. Maybe yeah, you just Google it. Yeah, just Google it. Anyway, he has this head of intelligence and he's kind of, yeah, there you go. Right here. Uh, so they're having a meeting about what's about to happen before it happened. Okay. And the guy, this head of intelligence, intelligence chief, they've been together forever. Presumably they have a... 
long-standing relationship. And he starts off in this conversation by actually encouraging diplomacy, negotiation. Okay. And then uh, Putin keeps saying, speak, please speak clearly. Please, please speak freely until this guy adjusts his statement. Mm. Until he gets to the point of saying, I believe we should incorporate these regions into the Russian Federation. Mm. But like, Just like so that. He was, Pushing him you can it. watch. You can watch his alteration of words. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, no, no. Be more direct. No, he did what he wasn't saying. I mean, the translation, at least on the Reuters clip, is, "Please speak freely." Yeah. Please speak freely. And then just keep saying it until it sounds the way I want it to sound. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not me persuading you. It's you not being truthful with yourself about what should be done. Yeah. Ooh. Persuasion at the end of a gun. Family ties as well. Hostage. What's that? With family and hostage. Oh. Yeah. Well, people were saying that's a problem with Ovechkin. His, his, there's, okay, so here's the crazy thing. There's a hockey game. Check this for me. Washington Capitals. Let's just check their, their next game. I kind of feel bad for Ovechkin. He's going to get bombarded. Okay, so they're playing the New York Rangers. Tonight. Tonight. He's one of the most high-profile Russian people in Western culture. Mm -hmm. Has he been vocal about it? He's been supportive of Putin in the past and very proud Russian. Um, however, there's another player in the NHL, uh, on the Rangers, actually, I believe. Oh yeah. Pan Panarin. Yeah. I think he's on the Rangers. Let me just be sure. Artemi Panarin. Click on that. Oh, he was on Chicago there. Let me see what I need to remember what team he's on right now. <clears throat> he's on the Rangers. Yeah. This guy is the opposite of Ovechkin, of Ovechkin. He has spoken out harshly of Putin while in Russia. No holds barred. Oh. This guy's been like, this is crazy. You have a guy in power for 20 years. He's like, I spent time in the US. You gotta have elections. Mm -hmm. You gotta have fresh look at things. You gotta have freedom of speech. You can't have all these channels on TV. Like he's, he's a whole opposite of Ovechkin's stance up until this point. Now, like I said, hard to hold somebody too, too harshly because family members and connections, as you said, yeah. the perception of potential punishment. That's how, that's how these situations work. Isn't it yeah. crazy? It's not just you that's in danger. Not just you. It's just anybody who's left behind back there not just you and anyway so how crazy is it that they you have two of the most prominent russian players they're playing tonight on opposite oh, ends wow. of the political yeah. on opposite ends of the political spectrum and for sure they will both be hit with microphones post game about for sure to make sense of this yeah because it's it's interesting i know it's hockey and it's like well they're athletes who cares but they also represent individuals with intimate knowledge of both regions the u.s and russia and it's actually not that many people, public figures, that do. Yeah. I think that's why Lex felt such a responsibility as well. Because he's a public figure. 
uh, with with roots in both places mm -hmm. and a connection to both places. I'm really curious to see. Now you got to believe that these uh, teams would be briefing their players right now. Yeah, you're gonna get hit with these questions. Yeah, yeah. You, if you want to feel comfortable, you better have a plan for what you're gonna do. Right. Um, maybe we'll see some no comments. Do you think they'll fight? No, the no, absolutely no. not. No, no. I, I listen. I hope not. There's... I think the issue is what you're, you know, the difficulty in saying things publicly, the difficulty in speaking your mind publicly, and people have a different threshold, and people are from. I mean, these two guys are actually probably from different generations. Ovechkin's a little older. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> He's personally met Putin, you know? He's, uh, you know, presumably they have some kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor was given warning during Vladimir Putin meeting before describing Russian president as a great leader. What was his warning? Uh, I just pulled up this uh, this article here. Yeah, what does that um, have to do with? It was actually another article I was looking for, but um, I don't know. Connor said that uh, shaking Putin's hand, it was the first time he felt fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is not the article. No, that's an old photo mm -hmm. from the World Cup. Well, listen, man. Russia used to be moving in a more friendly direction when being part of the G8 and previous leaders had moved to try to tighten relationships with the rest of Europe and the U.S. and things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got Trump right now saying this would never have happened if he was still there. That's what he, he's going on Fox and saying stuff like that. Is he on Fox? He was on Fox. He called in. He said that he said that the U.S. appears weak right now because of Biden. Right. Of course he would. Well, of course he would. I mean, he's yeah. still playing politics till the end, even as the bombs go off. And um, of course, he can say whatever he wants because it didn't happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So Fox News host Laura Ingram asked former President Donald Trump late Thursday for his reaction to Russia's invasion on Ukraine. The pathetic display of Ukrainian president imploring Russian President Vladimir Putin not to invade his country and the defeated-looking Ukrainian ambassador. These are his quotes. Trump said it was very sad, then chastised Ingram for telling him on air about the amphibious attack by Americans in Ukraine. Ingram laughed and said no. It was Russians attacking and U.S. forces going into Ukraine would be news. That's all we need, Trump said. That'll be next, okay? He seems uh, aggravated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his app is not working. That's why. <laughs> Truth Actually, social is uh, there's yeah. a lot of bugs. Um, he seems aggravated. I know he's been just doing more press. Like never mind Fox. He's going on podcasts and yeah, he's uh, he disappeared for quite a bit. No, he's back now. Yeah, he's absolutely back now. And and look at the timing. Yeah. Look at the timing. I mean, they they people change their political perspectives when circumstances change. Yeah. You've heard people say like wartime leader. Yeah. Like you're looking for different attributes than yeah. peacetime. And all of a sudden now 
he senses an opportunity to get his name back out there. Say, hey, you miss me? Mm-hmm. You, you miss uh, Trump? I, I used to have the phone call direct to Putin. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, man, chill. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what he says. <laughs> I don't chill, know, man. Putin. I don't know. No, it's just weird. It's like you think about persuasion, you think about relationships, you think about the actions of people. And like I saw Trudeau this morning condemning the actions, right? Sure. Did any of you guys see this clip? No, I didn't. I mean, he's just reading the thing, and it's a, it's weird that you well, have to... Well, he has to say something. I know. It's weird that you have Boris to... Boris Johnson. I, I know. You have to go through the motions. You have to go through the motions and say, no, here's where we stand on the thing. Yeah, just to be clear, this is what... But it's the same guy who called a state of emergency with 15 truckers outside. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now you're threatening Russia, who's actively bombing people? Like... To what extent? Yeah. <laughs> I get that you have to say what side you're on. That's fine. But I don't know, man. It's kind of like I was saying before. You want people to... There's a finesse to this game that seems to go overlooked. If everybody's just reading scripts yeah, and waiting for to be briefed and waiting for protocol, sometimes there's no protocol. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to freestyle. Like right now. Like right now. you got to yeah. freestyle right now because there is no... There, there are prerequisites, but they're so old at this point. Yeah, I mean, they're not enough. Like, what are we gonna? N- none of these people. What is his age? He wasn't alive. I guess Biden probably was alive. Biden, yeah. Biden's probably seen a lot, quite a bit of conflict come and go. Mm. Trudeau, not so much. Trudeau's the same age as you, Mo. <laughs> He's a young. Seventeen. <laughs> I really, I don't know, but everybody's having phone calls with the leader of Ukraine saying, uh, yeah, we're with you. Yeah, we're with you. Imagine you're the leader, though. You're like, you're with me. There's an Where? explosion to the yeah. right of me right now. Those explosions keep getting closer. He's 50 years old. Yeah. I mean, there were conflicts, but not, not mega conflicts. Mm-hmm. I guess he would have known something about the Cold War there. A little bit more recent. Let me tell you something, all the nukes in the world, pretty much in the U.S. or in Russia. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking big numbers. Yeah, yeah. 5,000 plus. Yeah. More than enough to wipe the whole place out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. these guys and these guys goofing around, man. Like, I'm not talking about him specifically. Like, I mean, like, everybody. Mutually assured destruction. Is that Was that on your bingo card? Was that on your lottery ticket for 2022? Yeah. Oh, COVID's over. Yeah. COVID's over. This is the next round. COVID, <laughs> a lot yeah. of people are saying. No, everyone, World War three. Everyone was like, everyone was like, 2022 gotta be better. Yeah. That's what Vin was saying yesterday. He was like, we just got over this COVID thing. Can we take Tw- a break? 2022 gotta be better. Yeah. It's tough times. Yeah. I saw those words. Click on that top article right there. Putin appears to threaten nuclear strikes. Okay. This, a lot of people were pissed at this headline because they're saying, well, they were saying what it's going to do is amplify aggression from here. By here, I mean the U.S. Right, right. You start telling the public that he's threatening news, you're like, all of a sudden you're buff, you're polishing your own. Yeah. I think about those nukes. And again, coming to a translation thing. He didn't ever said the word nuclear. This is where I mean, you got to be surgical with the words. Absolutely. But he says something that people interpreted in that way. 
It was confirmed earlier today by Russian President Vladimir Putin that Russia will conduct a military operation inside Ukraine. He added that Russia does not have a goal to occupy Ukraine, but said the responsibility for bloodshed lies with the Ukra Ukrainian regime. In other words, let us take your whole thing yeah. and there'll be no bloodshed. Yeah. Nobody dies. Just, just give us everything. It's a shakedown. Mr. Putin also warned other countries that any attempt to interfere with the Russian action would lead to consequences they have never seen. Okay. Go ahead, Mo. Well, aren't there already actions? Like people have put sanctions? The uh, U.S. has... Sanctions. Thank you, Will. Go ahead, Mo. <laughs> no, that's my point. Is that... Where's this follow-up? I believe that this is in reference more to actual physical interference. Well, didn't didn't we just read that the U.S. sent seven thousand troops? So what happens when they get there? What does what does this mean? What does that translation mean? Consequences they have never seen. What could be consequences that the U.S. has never seen? I don't know about the U.S., but you were earlier saying they shut off their oil and gas and natural resources to other countries. Okay, so that's something they've never seen. Maybe not because other. Maybe, maybe not, not this, to that degree. Yeah, maybe not to this extent. 50% of Okay, wheat? sure. Okay, sure. But but what I'm trying to get to is that the Guardian interpreted that line as a potential nuclear threat. Yeah. So I'm saying where do you stand on that? I'm I'm going to stand and hope and pray that that is not what he means. Okay. Yeah. I feel like the media is spinning this out of control, talking about nuclear threats that's not <clears throat> been said. Let me tell you something. That's a disaster. Let me tell you something. To happen. But let me tell you something about this. Whether the media did it or not, the term nuclear was trending 15 minutes after the first bomb on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. It's human nature, man. Yeah. And the reason well, you that you can't deny the fact that Russia has all these 6,000 plus yeah. nuclear warheads. <clears throat> and no and they happen to be within reach of a lot of these NATO members. Mm -hmm. The Germanys and Yeah. France and the UK and I agree though that the pain that's going to be felt more immediately is the kind of sanction style pain at least for Russia and then Russia's reaction presumably would be similar or equivalent but once troops show up if you actually have U.S. troops engaging with Russian troops on the ground, oh, that's World War Three. Well, what that's are the it. well, what are the seven thousand troops going there for? You know, they're not going to stand on a on a border in Poland. No, no, they're sending they're, them there. For they're a there to go. Yeah. They're going in. Yeah, seven thousand is not a lot. No, I heard NATO is helping out as well with a couple thousand. Yeah, but but Russia brought in two hundred thousand. Was the rumor? Russia might have somewhere in the neighborhood of two-thirds of their army over there. Picture that. That that sounds really? to you like a minor operation? No. No. This seems like a big bet for him. Big bet. And speed. I think speed is key. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. The longer it plays out, um, I think NATO is going to have an advantage okay. in other countries because they're moving their forces in. Right. They're buying time to get their troops. Yeah. But let me... The trouble with that is that Russia loses that at some point. If the whole world brings troops over there. Yeah, that's what I mean. So when that's when it comes... They have to be swift. 
But that's when it comes back to the original quote, which is consequences no one's ever seen. That doesn't sound like I will win no matter what. Mm -hmm. That sounds like I'm going to take my ball and go home. I'm coming back to the schoolyard reference. Mm -hmm. That's the nuclear option. Yeah. That's, that's okay, fine. Beat me. But we're all going down. Yeah. Type of thing. Because if everybody shows up, everybody that's talking about showing up, if they all show up, I think we know how that goes. Yeah. I mean, unless China gets involved. Oh. A lot, 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 lot of people talking China, Taiwan right now. That was also trending. Was it? It was also trending and Will got nervous right now. I'm not nervous. Okay, well, tell but us. I think well, Vin, tell us about um, it. Tell us about it then. Vin mentioned it. I feel like Vin. for China, it might be a good time, actually. <laughs> Easy, man. Not, not to say that it's a good thing, but for them, they might take advantage of the situation. Well, now that all eyes are on Russia. Well, that's a world war, isn't it? That's oh. how things go, right? Everybody's an opportunist. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys, you guys ever. You guys like history or anything like that? You guys ever dive into that stuff? I like to learn, oh, yeah. but I, if I'm going to be honest, I haven't done much research in history. Right. Well, I mean, you look at the alliances and connections that take place as war unfolds. Like, seemingly disconnected entities team up for their own personal gain. Right. Right. Like the final bombs that went off in World War II were in Japan. Mm -hmm. What's that got to do with Hitler? Yeah. No one's an opportunity. And people were making bets on which side they were going to be on. Italy was similar situation. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, how countries decide to maneuver based on these scenarios. Yeah. And how important those relationships are both diplomatically and economically like who really relies on Russia the most and then people start talking about energy for example I saw a lot of people talking about how Germany is relying too much on Russia mm -hmm. and uh, from an energy independence perspective right you can't have half of your energy consumption coming from one place Putin. You need to diversify well there's people saying that but there's been such a push to it's like it's it's, it's interesting how <clears throat> a couple of actions can totally change the game as far as strategy is concerned where you're like one day you're worried about saving the planet mm -hmm. because of emissions and you're looking for renewable energies and or one day you're trying to eliminate nuclear power plants mm -hmm. because of the risks associated with them. Yeah. And then one day, a guy who produces a ton of energy that you rely on decides he's going to start sending bombs and you can't supplement that energy because you don't have any of those other sources yourself. Yeah. yeah. There's no self-sufficiency there. How quickly perspective changes. And you're like, oh, damn. Same same with military spending. Yeah. Military spending is like, why are we spending so much money on the military? We got, mm -hmm. like, people need help and so forth. It's true. Military spending out of control. Mm -hmm. Then one guy 
one thing and you're like, God, thank God some military's been here. Yeah. Same thing, different day. Yep. Same thing, different guy. I mean, let's talk Putin himself. How many years he goes and he's not bombing? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Hit a certain age? COVID piss him off? I saw a clip of Putin in church. I think it was Christmas. You got to find this clip. Twitter? Try it. Might, you might have to go to YouTube. Google's safer. Putin church. I think it was Christmas. He's not sitting with anybody else. Just by himself? He's just standing by himself. Mm. In his own section of the church. All the other people are over there. That, that one. This one right here. A month ago. Now, normally he would be with the people. Right. As we saw in the other clips. Exactly. Yeah. Normally he'd be with a whole group of people. They were in a separate spot. This one month ago. Look at the way he's standing. Look at this. Damn. Look at this broadcast. This is such bizarre. Funded in whole part by the Russian government. You're talking about this YouTube channel. Remember when YouTube put that in place where they would show. Now this clip is only, it's only noteworthy because normally he would be with in the church with everyone else. Yeah. That would be the showcase. And that was still going on, I guess, the next door or some other place. Mm-hmm. For some reason, maybe it was just COVID. I don't know. But I uh, went down a semi-rabbit hole as far as like this orthodox... Uh, religion? Religion. Yeah. And just the importance of Ukraine in the development of this religion. And that kind of crossover. Mm-hmm. And some of the artifacts and buildings and his historical, important historical sites with the advent of that. Part of me wonders if there's any connection to the ambition that has to do with that element. Hmm. I mean, right now, they're saying, okay, they're saying the same thing every invader always says. We got our people in there being persecuted. Right. Same thing everybody always says. It's our people in there being persecuted. You want your own people persecuted? No, you don't? Okay, cool. We're going to go help them. Mm-hmm. Um, Hitler said the same thing in Poland. In 1939, said the yeah. same thing. How are you going to get the public on board? H- H- Hitler didn't have Twitter. No. It was much easier to control the propaganda. You yeah. know the mis- misinformation tactics. You control like, the information. You control the message. The narrative, the support. Yeah. Earlier you were talking about the translators. It's the same thing. The information is the motivation. Yeah. How do you get somebody to do something for you? How do you? How do I point at you? And it's, it's not. It's not just a paycheck, Mo. No, no. I can't just say to you, I'm gonna go kill that guy. No. Right. You got to believe in the cause. Not a lot of. Powers. I believe in the cause. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you got Twitter. Soldier Mo with the Twitter. You're like, why is everybody protesting? Why? Mm-hmm. Hey, look, that's my girlfriend in the protest. Hey, look, that's my family doesn't like this, etc. It's a whole movement. Do yeah. I really want to be doing this? Right? It's on a it's on a so, uh, per soldier basis. Mm-hmm. You ever seen those uh, Nazi clips? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. All those people weren't crazy. No, they were people like you farmers. are. Farmers, 
Difference is, I think back then it was easier to get people collectively onto one cause, hypnotically onto one cause, mm -hmm. charismatically onto one cause, right? To make that case. One of the things about social media, as much as it's a problem, is it does appear to pretty consistently showcase two sides. Pretty consistently. Yeah. Also <laughs> fringe groups. We got at least two sides. Now I don't even at like least, yeah. I don't even like two sides. Because it's so such a gradient. And the whole Fox News versus CNN and yeah, oversimplification. Yeah. But at least it's two. Not yeah. one. Yeah. Imagine just having one. 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 One is control. One. You get all your information there. One. And the one group That's decides which websites are allowed. Mm -hmm. The one group decides if a rap, if they don't like a particular rapper's lyrics. Yeah. You got to have two. Ideally, you got more than two. Or ideally, you have voices somewhere in between the two that have the freedom to exist in between the two. U.S. police Russia has launched more than 160 missiles in, in, into Ukraine. Look at where they're all placed, Mo. Look at the map. See what I'm saying up there in Belarus? Completely surrounded. See what I'm saying? You know? It seems like the only place the U.S. can go is Poland. Oh, they're going to Poland. Yeah. No, no, no. No doubt. All those bombers. Mm -hmm. When I said those bombers, I didn't mean on the ground. I mean they're in the air. Yeah. Remember when we saw the Elon jet? They're just doing loops? Mm-hmm. Imagine you got the biggest bombers in the world doing loops over Poland right yeah. now. Like, uh, what are those birds? Vultures? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. That's what yeah. they do. They just He's like, talking about circling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, vultures looking for something dead on the ground. These bombers got different ideas. Yeah. But that's how, when, you know, when they say, oh, why is the U.S. so powerful? What's going on? Alliances and military bases. Period. Where can you launch from? Where can you launch from? Why do you think it's been so important for them places over there like uh, the Philippines, Samoa? They're strategically, the alliances are all in the places you need to be to reach anywhere mm -hmm. with this type of aircraft. There you go. Two U.S. Air Force B-52s that arrived in Europe last week can now be spotted flying over Sweden. I mean, they're circling over there. This, is, this must be old. Feb, Feb 18. Yeah. No, they're in Poland now. I'll tell you that right now. And and other military aircraft. Mm -hmm. As if I thought the Elon jet story was going to come full circle and now I'm tracking military flights. Yeah. Bizarre world we live in. <laughs> the U.S. has issued three NOTAMs effective immediately prohibiting U.S. airlines from operating in Ukraine, Belarus, and in Russian airspace within 160 nautical miles of the border between Russia and Ukraine. Within Moscow, Samara, and Rostov, FIRs. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that airspace again. Everybody's flying around it. Yeah. It's got to be such a weird feeling to be in the Ukraine right now. To be in Ukraine right now. Trying to leave? No, just be, just, just being there. I mean, we'll never... I should Maybe I shouldn't say never. But, like, you know where you're sitting right now? Pretty safe place. You know where you're sitting right now? Yeah. You guys know where you're sitting right now. Do you? No, 
know, like, here's the thing, man. It's like, because I got my, you know, my kids will come ask me about this. You, you go, you go and look at, let's say, Canadian history. It's five minutes old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not five, a lot there. It's five minutes old. Mm-hmm. No, there's stuff there, but it's five minutes old on the world stage. Yeah. It's like it truly feels like a new thing. Like a new thing. Like it was able to kind of. Plus, we have this crazy, unusual position of being this heavily protected observer. Like we had this thing. Of being able, we get to watch. Yeah. And everybody's cool with it. Like, oh, you're candy. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Well, we want a little support, but just, you know. We, I, have, we just have to deal with a little bit of light traffic sometimes with freedom convoy yeah. <laughs> that's the most that's that's the yeah. trouble we deal that's with that's the extent no but i mean I, and you know what i don't want to diminish anything because uh, yeah i hear you because it comes to uh world war a lot of people don't even know this but like per capita a lot more canadians died than a lot of other places you might think. Mm-hmm. It's a smaller place, but Canadians were over there in France. Yeah, I went to Vimy Ridge. Yeah, they were over there. So I'm not trying to diminish any of that, but it's just like as far as the home soil here, somehow it just feels like history, the history, the, the vast rich, the same reason you want to go over to Europe in the first place. Mm-hmm. The same attraction of it. It seems to just uh, persist, persist, like, and I know it's it, it, it's like some kind of uh, optimist, oblivious optimist perspective, but it's like, man, we let can we let go of something, anything, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Oh, you're Ukrainian and you're Russian. I'm Ukrainian, you're Russian. I'm this, I'm that. More you dig your heels into what you are and they're not. It allows you to create an enemy. You can build your own enemy. You know, when you focus on differences rather than similarities. Labels, the labels everybody throws around like so easily on social media, like everybody's Nazis. Yeah. Both sides. You're a Nazi. You're a Nazi. It's like easy. Two people talking, man. I'm not the same. Elon didn't say anything yet. No. Said nothing about Ukraine. Well, his last tweet was a joke. Yeah, but that's from 22nd of February. It's two days old. And he's joking on Vitalik too. Yeah. Nothing I, new from Elon. It's interesting. You know, it's a lot of people waiting for tweets, waiting to see what people. It just helps you process it. I mean, that's why I'm here with this stupid voice. Because you're just, you're kind of in a holding pattern, like those B-52s. Well, it's scary. I'm talking about like a psychological holding pattern. You know, you're not so certain what else to pay attention to. Well, it's the uncertainty. Absolutely. That's what it is. And, you know, there's comfort in uniting. And It's funny how everybody gets impacted so immediately, too. Even though you might be able to get money out your ATM, there might still be something at the grocery store. 
people's investments tanked. Like I saw people here being like, yo, do I sell this crypto? Crypto? What do I do here? Mm-hmm. Like everybody feels this one move, this one action. Everybody is feeling the it energy all trickles of this down. one person. Yeah. Huge, huge impact and implications. I think I think China better stay out of Taiwan right now. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. If that were to happen in conjunction with this, it's World War. Japan's gonna go look over there. Mm-hmm. Troops gonna be oh good lord. You got too many parties involved. Talk about communication. Yeah. Oh. Who else could be allied with uh Russia? I mean China's obviously a big one. I guess North Korea jump in. Iran. Mm-hmm. Nobody interested. Yeah, yeah. Give us the right. Who's who's uh, who are the allies with Russia? I mean, obviously, there's those countries nearby, like Belarus and mm-hmm. places like that. But you know, I I have I have yet to see the public. Like I'm talking regular people, regular Russian people, regular Ukrainian people. I've yet to see them be be, be happy about this. That they want this. Mm-hmm. It's not. The, it's not the people that are doing this. It's just one leader. It's very hard to find their allies. Well, all you got to do is open up a map. And we can and we can. Uh, we can guess. We can pontificate. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be too hard. Oh, there you go. Russia, Armenia. You had a list there. Oh, sorry. Just, uh... But I don't know what the list actually was because I didn't see the full headline. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing over there, Will? Too many ads. It was down here. No, it's further. Yeah, there. This says Russia. Six countries make up CSTO, Collective Security Treaty Organization which acts a bit like NATO and is formed of former Soviet states and is effectively a security pact. Russia, Armenia, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, and Tajikistan. Tajikistan. Let's see what's on the map here. Six countries. Mm-hmm. Part of that pact. Well, that's how you can... China wasn't on that list. China's not on that list. Well, they don't need Russian security. They right. got their own. Yeah security but it's usually like smaller nations but those right? are those are countries that rely on russia it's like if we if somebody attacks us they attack all of us yeah. like similar to nato mm-hmm. but russia is not a fan of nato obviously no it's really interesting the russian history because world war world war ii had a massive impact on russia more people died in russia yeah and it was the combination of, you know, the U.S., the U.K., the the Allies, yeah. and the Russian side. Like Germany had more losses on the Eastern side. Mm-hmm. You don't go fight over there. No. That was insane conditions over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the numbers. You're talking about like millions of casualties. Oh, here we go. World War II casualties by country. You have total deaths, you have military deaths. 
Well, the China one is out of control, right? Because you had a bunch of massacres in there, uh, civilians. That's why it's so much bigger than the military number. Oh, Ukraine. Yeah, by far. Russian military deaths. So it's nutty. 6.7 million. It's enormous. I mean, oh. you have other things that happen during war, like genocide. You have sure. famine. You have, right, the resources get cut off. Yeah. Poland. Um, see, Poland, military deaths is very small compared to total deaths. But, you know, as far as the Holocaust is concerned, a lot of those were Polish people. Right. That was also going on during World War II, not just battles. Also, what's the population? Of what? Of, of Poland. Oh, comparative to China or yeah. Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the numbers are staggering. I mean, you look at those numbers, you're like, no, they, you're like, wait a sec. It's actually hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, you're like, wait a sec. Total deaths. You're like, oh, oh, am I looking at a number that's like 50 million? Yeah. Like, yeah, you are. Yeah. That's the possibility of these types of behaviors. Oh, man. Yeah, we I mean, can see Russia on the on the on the map on the graph here. This is military deaths in World War Two. Yep. Yeah, way ahead of everybody else. <laughs> but anyway, my point I was trying to make is it was actually the Allies and Russia that were effectively fighting Germany. Yeah. So I met up there in Berlin, East Berlin, West Berlin, Berlin Wall. They met up over there, and then they're like, "Okay, how are we gonna split up the world? What are we gonna do?" Mm -hmm. You have uh, Soviet Union comes out of that. But it was those parties fighting together. And then it didn't last, obviously. Cold War and things came after that. I guess all this history matters. Whenever it is that things are. But I don't know that it's ever... It's it's hard to say. But if you look at political systems in the world and how things have played out in the past, to have a guy in power for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. A lot of other places don't think it's such a good idea. A lot of other places. Yeah. They put they put limits on those things. Terms. Eight years. Oh, you can do two terms over here. You can do ter mm -hmm. two terms in the U.S. But I don't know how they decide on that number. Yeah. But they put some number on it. It's like nothing yeah. good happens after 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. It's actually like four years, but you got to get re you got Oh, you got to win again. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing you can do is you can call an election like you can. If something's not going the way the public wants. Yeah. You can use as a, use an election. In order to sort of like. Shift the direction. Mm -hmm. But like those people protesting in Russia, what do they really think is going to happen? I mean, they, they, they're, they're desperately trying to tell the world, hey, yes, we are yeah. not for this. But what actual recourse do they have? You've been here for 20 years. What recourse do they actually have besides... Well, it's a, a plead for help. Right? Mm. U.S. military ain't marching into Russia anytime soon. No. It's Ukraine first. I'm saying the people protesting in Russia, they want to tell the world, we're not with this. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying beyond protesting, getting arrested, beat up, whatever might be happening, what other recourse do they have? It's only one. Yeah. It's only one. You know what it is? Unless they destroy their city. It's to pick up arms themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Defend and, themselves. And and become some faction and attempt to overthrow the government, which happens in places. Has happened a lot of places in, throughout history. Not, not recently in places like Russia. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm not suggesting people do that. I mean, that's going to be a nightmare. No, that's not good for anything. Uh, that's going to be a nightmare. But when you think of actual recourse, there just what isn't is much. What is their list of options? There just isn't much. Yeah. In those type of political situations. All over different Russian cities, these protests, though. That's, that's, that's a risky. Risky is people putting themselves out there. In an authoritarian country like Russia, protest is an act of enormous courage. It is very brave. That's from Bernie Sanders. I stand with the Ukrainian people against this war and with the Russian people demonstrating against their corrupt, reckless president who started it. <clears throat> Yeah. It's crazy we're just at the beginning of it, you know? Yeah. We're at the very beginning of it. Bombs Ooh. just went off, what, like late last night, maybe even early morning. Mm -hmm. Man, some of these videos are so hard to watch, too. Let alone live. Yeah. Let's just get a Ukraine up at the top of the search bar, Will. Let's just see if we got any updates here. Former U.S. presidents on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Clinton says brazen violation. George W. Bush says the gravest security crisis on the European continent since World War II. Obama says a brazen attack on the people of Ukraine in violation of international law. Trump says that's pretty smart. <laughs> no, I don't know. Did he actually say that? I don't think so. I think he. I think he was on a podcast and he was kind of implying it was smart to do it at a time when the U.S. appeared to be weak. He was using it as a political. Right. Oh, right. To pump himself. Yeah, now that I'm not here. Yeah, but of course, context, when you put it in a tweet. Look at these military vehicles just pumping in. Yeah, I saw the helicopter. One of the helicopters got shut down, shot down. You think about the resources of war as well. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. help it. Like, I was thinking, oh, those are million-dollar helicopters. Yep. And, and you got to feed the troops and... <laughs> Yeah. I was talking more. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think they, they have like but yeah. superiority in the air and they have the tanks. Russia? They got the air and they got the tanks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you mean compared to Ukraine? Yes. Yeah. The question is what type of military equipment does the U.S. keep in Poland? That's the question. Because moving that stuff around mm -hmm. is tough and takes time. Yeah. Apparently, they have a uh, anti. Anti-air. They have anti-air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. set it up around Ukraine. Look at these look at people in the subway stations. They just want to so get out of there. No, no, no. It's so they can't get bombed. Oh. If the bombs are going off, you're in the subway. I mean, yeah, they want to get out of there too. But if you have to hang out somewhere and you're in a holding pattern, right. you're going to uh, in the underground. That was the whole thing. The tube, World War II in uh, the UK, mm -hmm. right? They go to bed at night in the underground. That's when the bombs would go off. Whoa. That's a heavy a sign to, that guy is holding. Yeah. Well, everyone's making a Hitler reference right now. Yeah. Everybody's making a reference right now. Because it really hasn't been much of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Not like this. Not like a major invasion of a big country. From a... Well, everyone's saying World War Three. <laughs> Yeah. The main street in St. Petersburg, Russia tonight. The crowd is chanting, no to war, shame. 
and Ukraine is not our enemy. Well, you know, when you sit there and you say you've got people in Ukraine that identify as Russian, you've also got people in Russia that identify as Ukrainian. Mm -hmm. And you've also got people that are a mix of these things. Yeah. See themselves. Two NBA players with Ukraine roots, Sacramento's Alex Len and Toronto's, oh, Toronto player, Mikhailyuk issue a statement condemning Russia's invasion of Ukraine and offering support to their native country. So there's some athletes that are putting pen to paper saying what they're saying. It's not easy. You got family there. Ukraine's president 33 minutes ago implements rules for compulsory enlistment. That means uh, I'm too old, but you're going, Mo. Yeah getting drafted <laughs> i'm gone guys oh boy i think i'm like second rate you oh know, yeah at my, at my advanced age you'll come to save me um <laughs> <laughs> no uh, <laughs> just no <laughs> could have no, said yes no. <laughs> no i meant more like no no worries mo sure bud Ukraine's president calls for the West to impose tougher sanctions on Russia and ban it from the SWIFT system. That's the next big thing. This yeah. SWIFT banking system is the next big thing. But why do I feel like R R Russia's got something figured out with that? Like, they must know, hey, they're going to shut down our SWIFT. Yeah. Remember a long time ago we did a clips about Russia's splinter net? Yeah. They might have a whole infrastructure in place crypto yeah i mean they met with vitalik multiple times I, i've watched a couple little mini documentaries he's over there he's in moscow he's like hmm. like look the crypto it's it's really good it's uh you know no no centralization no control nobody can touch your stuff but i don't like, know oh, very good yeah but i i don't i don't know how that works in practice Good lord, look at these clips. You know what one thing that keeps crossing my mind as I'm scrolling through Twitter and I'm seeing these clips of what's what it looks like is what is real and not real. Yes, I was just thinking that. How are we supposed to these, you know, oh my god. How how quickly can we fact check these things and 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 if if you were trying to encourage support from let's say North America, show us the worst clips yeah. that you mm -hmm. can find. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And on the Russian side of it, what are the clips people are seeing there? And what would the, the government's best interest would be clean? Oh, look at this. They're, the Ukrainian people are welcoming us. Mm -hmm. That's where the information part comes in. Your messages. Like, clean. you ever watch those clips from North Korea where everyone's just like, Woo! Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. that's obviously not real. Yeah. Yeah, for fake footage. Like, how hard is it to make fake footage? 10 photos and videos from Russia's invasion of Ukraine that are actually fake. Look at that today at 7.30. People are already doing it. They got this stuff ready to go. They probably got a whole team, a whole floor of people. This is going to be the hardest part this time around. Mm -hmm. It's telling the real from the fake. You know, people able to create narratives. That one was fake. We were just watching that one. Yep. Yeah, that was from China. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. People, like, look at, like, come on. That's a blast in Beirut. That's a crazy blast. Actually, I believe this was a... We covered this. 
Yeah, what yeah. was that? An ammunition factory or something? Or works. fertilizer? I don't know what was being remember. stored there, but yeah. some serious explosive, obviously. Like, look at that. You look at that and you're like, oh, oh mass destruction. You ever seen a nuke? That's a sesame seed. Yeah. To a nuke. Yo, it's weird that we're talking about this in 2022. We're just talking about how, does it, how like, post-war we've been for a long time, as far as, like, large-scale war. See, why does that clip look, like, not right now as well? Does this clip look real to you? I mean, it's a, it could be a real moment, but I'm saying, how do we know it's right now? Yeah, you you wouldn't. And how do we know it's this conflict? Like anything can be used to finesse. All is fair in love and war, right? Well, we're just gonna have to be, like, really have the the laser beams on when it comes to analysis of this, and and how we're gonna how we're gonna extract truth from this complicated media landscape. Like that, like that clip is not happening in Russia right now, right? That's one of the this ones. Is one of the yeah, ones. it's not. Ha that's not happening in Russia right now. People are looking at it though. But, but is know. this is this fake? Yeah, that's the one. That was one. That of was the, the oh, one okay. from China. Oh right. Yeah, but it's got a hundred thousand views. A hundred thousand people saw it. It's got the hashtag. It's number one in the top. Exactly. Tweet. Exactly. But you know, to a certain extent, what's the difference? explosion pain I mean, yeah terror. watch the real ones they're just they're just equally as horrible but 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 there's a finesse to it yeah as far as like what is the powerful clip mm -hmm. what's the, what draws the most eyes? what's the Evolve. cinematic clip yeah so it's a weird way to think about it but you know that russia's maneuvering that way absolutely they're going to use all content all manipulation all modification that's like modern day propaganda yeah it's gonna happen on social media it's gonna happen in ways you know you don't necessarily expect it mm -hmm. like that that to me looks modern like saint day. petersburg and that looks like right now <laughs> so i'm going yeah. with that one okay no i'm going with that one all right uh i'll go with it too i'm going with that one well i mean you can click on the guy this is what i really encourage people to do click on the guy Executive Director Demcast USA writing for Huffington Post. Let's see. Uh, is it a repost that he has here or is it uh, his footage? See there. From Nexta. Okay, let's check them out. Eastern European media to let the world know. This is getting sources, figuring out what to, Russian right. army lost more than 30 tanks. So this is the other thing. Who lost what? Right? You want to intimidate. Mm -hmm. I saw some number. It was like, oh, 40, uh, 40 Ukrainian soldiers have died. And then like 50 Russian soldiers have died. That's come from Ukrainian mm -hmm. office. Right? They like that ratio. It's like, oh, I want to fight. Yeah, we can take them. Mm -hmm. 40, 50. I like that ratio. This is the type of thing that goes back and forth. I'm not saying that they... There's just finesse to it. Yeah. How you report it, when you report it, when you do your tallies, how you make scene. You think that's what they're saying in Russia? 
You think in Russia they're saying we killed 40 Ukrainians and they killed uh, 50 Russians? No. You think they're saying that in Russia? No. You think Putin's going on the air and saying that? No. No, he's saying we're dominating. Yeah. He's it. We're clean. We, we didn't lose anybody. Yeah. Yeah, they'll save that for later. And we got a quarter million people around the border. We don't even know if that number is true, right? No, who knows? Uh, there's an amazing, amazing video, New York Times video. Go to YouTube. They were using satellite photos to, to track this buildup. That's how they came to these numbers. Okay. And uh, let's see when it was. Posted. Yeah, Ukraine also has uh, Europe's largest nuclear power plant. This is in Ukraine as well. should mention that. Um, are they posting a lot or do, do they have more than one channel? Check on, check on channels, the channels button. They probably have more, uh, more than one. Yeah, it was on the cooking channel. What? You're joking. It was Wall Street <laughs> Journal. My, my bad, it was Wall Street Journal. I was like, hey man, is a serious stream right now. <laughs> Not the movie Wall Street. Yeah, go to their channel. There you go. It was, uh, there you go. Russia on the brink, full, no, no, no. Oh, not this one. Uh, six days ago, top row. Oh, no. Was Wait it sex. this video? Scroll up. There you this go, one. that's it, yeah. Okay. Brink of full That's major. the main video. One day ago, yeah. Look at these satellite images, and you know, so, they did some cool stuff. analysis on here. Okay. So, they're like, okay, check this region. This was this was them leading up to the invasion and how serious they thought it would be based on numbers. Right. And there's a couple of things to analyze here. It's not just actually the existence of military vehicles okay. or tents. Like, for example, you look at that photo. Oh, it's important to know what the vehicles are. Well, but it's also important to look at the top of the tents because tents could be set up there for future use. Okay. But, but what do you notice about the top of the tents? They're all covered in snow. Except for some. Yeah. Oh, those ones, yes. Why would that be? Because there's people inside. Heat. Mo knows. Mo knows. Mo, Mo money. Mo knows, Mo money, Mo problems. Uh, yeah, so they, they noticed as more and more tents started to get heated up, soldiers were arriving. Wow. You can tell just from the satellite photos. Can't hide from the satellite photos. And so they tracked a number of different regions and they're like, why are they piling up in all these regions? Yeah. Right? If it's about these like disputed areas down there mm -hmm. on the southeast corner, why are they piling up in all these regions? Yeah. There's something else going on. But it was really cool to see how like based on dirt tracks, they could tell the coming and going as well. Uh -huh. And then also how the analysis was disrupted by foggy days. Oh. So you had some cloudy days. Where cloudy you, days. You, no you, you can't fill in the information. Oh man! But they knew, man. They knew. They had the. They had the photos. And then TikTok videos. Imagine that. See, this is the part where the world is playing a role now. Mm -hmm. Talking about regular citizens noticing active military vehicles, and what they started to notice is that some. It's like, oh, it's a tank. Just on the side of the highway. Yeah. Well, here's a big difference when you go from exercise to actual war. Often tanks, for example, they'd be transported on other vehicles. Right, like in a truck. 
on the back of a truck. Yeah. When they're rolling around on their own, that's step one. Step two is once they start to have distinctive markings. So you may have noticed if you've been looking at the invasion footage that a lot of vehicles have big white Z on it. Okay. Right? To distinguish a Russian vehicle from a Ukrainian vehicle. Oh, I see. They probably have a lot of similar military equipment. Mm -hmm. Don't shoot at that one. Yeah. It's like a big spray painted Z. Yeah. You'll see it on all the vehicles that are now inside of Ukraine, Russian vehicles. There's all kinds of signals leading up to it that told people what was going on. Yeah. And this was February 18th. At least this TikTok here. Yeah, that TikTok. And that's that's my thing. Is like if you leave the social media up, right? If TikTok stays up, if Twitter stays up, if I don't know how the thing persists. It's too much information leaking out. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that shutdown occurs. Are you you're thinking you're thinking it cyber off. attacks from Russia? From not necessarily on like the HQ of these enterprises. Mm -hmm. That could be going on too, but I meant on the ability of their citizens to connect to these networks. Right. Twitter not loading. Yeah. Kill all Wi-Fi. Maybe just jam connections. Then they do that uh what was that? Arab oh. Spring. What was that? Where was that? They just turned off the internet. Really? God, why am I not going to remember to type that Arab Spring? I think I got that right. Uh, social media there. During the Arab Spring, a number of users of social networks, especially Facebook, rose dramatically in most Arab countries, particularly where... Yeah, well, the internet helped. I think they say Twitter really helped with it. Yeah. Put uh, put uh, internet shut down. Oh, there oh, you go. It's, already, it's yeah, already there. It was cut off once again around 10 p.m. for the next day, Saturday. I mean, they just turned it off, man. Yeah, click on this uh, oh. Wikipedia article. It was Libya. Yeah. Around 10 p.m. For another 8.3 hours, once the country regained, regained internet access, traffic to popular websites such as Google increased when the internet was cut once again. It was speculated that the internet shutdown in March was aimed at preventing anti-government protests planned for the days to follow. Arbor Networks, based in the U.S., reported that all internet traffic coming in and out of Libya had ceased starting at about noon Thursday, 3rd of March. The second internet shutdown was described as more technologically advanced than the previous Instead of simply shutting down internet servers, the online routes remained open, but traffic was black-holed before it could enter Libyan cyberspace. Like, there's a chance that these clips and these protests and the stuff that we're seeing right now, that that stuff goes away because they find ways to block it or filter it. Right. Now, I don't know. What are people willing to do, regular citizens, if the internet is down for an extended period? and your government is responsible. What is that really telling you about the confidence you should have in your government? Right, yeah. They block the whole internet. That's why China's approach is a little more sophisticated. China's approach, like you can have these websites, you can have those Control websites. Control the internet, yeah. China's approach is like um, on a per post basis. Like we don't like mm -hmm. that post. Mm -hmm. that post right there. We don't like those words. Those words are banned. Can't search those words. Speak freely. Can't search those. Speak freely. Yeah. Do me a favor. Speak freely, Mo. Yeah. God, what a clip that was, man. When you talk about... Like, that guy knows what that guy's willing to do. Yeah. When you watch that clip. Yeah. That guy knows what that guy's willing to do. Go play the clip. 
Play that clip. I want Mo to see it. <laughs> Which one? The one with where he says the intelligence Putin, and when he's talking to his intelligence guy. We had it on YouTube, but we kind of just skimmed it and we didn't play the audio. Speak directly. Oh God, play this with sound, if you don't mind. Okay, we're probably gonna get. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. This the 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 situation calls for it. Well, mm -hmm. just like it calls for for me to talk with this voice right now. Right. It calls for it. We need Mo needs to see this. Oh. Hold on. Okay, we give our Western partners one last chance. Pause it right now. Pause it right now. So his position at this moment is dip diplomacy. Mm -hmm. We should chat. Yeah. We should chat. But he's, you can, he's, whoo. Mm -hmm. The voice, the nerves, is not easy to do in that room right there. Look at that room, Mo. Yeah. You're gonna A lot go, of powerful people. You're going to go in that room? And say, you know, I think we should negotiate. Yeah. Keep playing it. Pause that. Yeah. I mean, that's a clear push. Say it. Say it. In one minute. Yeah. 30 seconds in, we should talk to the capital in, in yeah. Ukraine. Give the Western... Uh, one, uh, yeah. Yeah, give him a chance. Let's discuss what's going on. Mm -hmm. Speak freely. Ooh. And... I mean, that gives you a clear sight of... Uh, followed by... That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm saying exactly what you're, you're saying. Yeah. I am saying exactly what you're saying. Good. Speak freely. See, see this is what people... You know people on social media and 2022 and everybody's irate and everybody has their political positions and all that. And they hammer home that they are so right and everyone else is so wrong. Mm -hmm. And they'll talk about it endlessly. What they don't realize is how badly they need the opposition. How badly you need both. The fact that opposition is allowed to exist is what protects totalitarianism, mm -hmm. is what protects that snowball effect. No opposition on anything ever. No, everybody should have opposition on something sometimes. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And, and everybody thinks, oh, everything, it stuff will be solved if that political power was gone. Mm -hmm. Stuff will be solved if this guy was gone. Stuff will be solved if this people with this alternative political opinion would just go away. It's like, no. Mm -hmm. 
You need both. Sometimes the world needs to go a little bit more this way, and sometimes the world needs to go a little bit more that way. Yeah, it's a bit of a balance. And sometimes you even need to change your own point of view on something. Absolutely. That's what's always bothered me about this idea that, like, I need to insult the other people on the other side that disagree with me. Right. I need to call them the most evil, horrible people ever. Nazis. Whatever. Yeah. You need them. No matter how much you disagree, you need them. You need to seek out and talk to people you disagree with. You don't need to constantly have a party with a bunch of people massaging each other's shoulders. Sometimes you have to have the tough conversations about with people who have an alternative viewpoint. Those can be the most uh, interesting conversations. Most insightful, too. They can be the most useful conversations. Absolutely. And you just saw it in action. That's his right-hand man who in front of everybody is saying, I think uh, we should chat. Mm -hmm. And him saying, can you rephrase that? And him saying, I think we should incorporate Ukraine into Russia. That's what happens with one point of view. Yep. That's what happens when Eight there's one side to the story. That's what happens. That's what everybody... That's everybody's version of what, how they wish they... No, man. No, man. Can't have one without the other. You need both. Mm -hmm. The world needs both. They appreciate people with opposing views. Have your own views. Develop your own views. Appreciate the people with opposing views. It seems that seems so impossible in the current landscape. I know. Distance, Pick differences. Everybody's obsessed with distance and differences. Obsessed. You need that diversity. You good? Uh, how long we been here for? I don't even know. Hour 40? Mm-hmm. All right, listen, I don't know. We, uh, I think we just tried to do what a lot of people are doing right now. What you're probably doing is, uh, just navigate and, uh, I mean, you're not going to make sense of it. No. And we're going to continue to struggle distinguishing the real from the fake on this subject and also trying to get good information and you know there's no way around the kind of uh, angst and anxiety that comes from this like war is uh, war is total it is it, it has the potential to touch absolutely everything everywhere and certainly when we're talking about the type of weapons that exist absolutely even for those of us that feel you know, somewhat geographically removed. This will find a way to touch everybody. Mm -hmm. And there's no pain and potential pain like this type of pain. And it should absolutely be a last resort in all circumstances. I don't think it was a last resort in Russia's case in this situation. Yeah, no, neither do I. 
So anyway, that's what you're going to keep doing. That's what we're going to keep doing because it is uh, a complete social media slash world takeover. The, the war is not going to just be on the ground. It's going to be on the internet. And it's going to be in the form of the information that shows up in front of your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And uh, for however long is necessary for however long the world and internet looks like this we'll uh we'll keep trying to do it just like you're trying to do it i guess we'll see you tomorrow yep oh man